people have been asking, and it is finally here. My next live event, Work On Your Game Live, is taking place. Write these dates down. February 3rd and 4th, that's a Friday and a Saturday, here in beautiful, sunny, warm Miami, Florida, February 2023, February 3rd and 4th. At this event, we're going to help you achieve three specific things. You can write these things down too. Number one, help you raise your level of performance, because as I always say, this is a performance-based business that we are in. Number two, Increase the consistency of your performance, which means you don't only perform at a high level, but you can do it over and over and over again. And number three, you're going to make more money in your business. If you are into making more money and generating more revenue in your business, we're going to do all of that. Those three things, performance, consistency, revenue at Work On Your Game Live. Now, how we're going to do that are four specific things, the mindset that you need to show up every day and do the work the strategy so that you have a game plan of action, the system so that you can execute the strategy consistently without fail, with very little variation from moment to moment, and the execution to go and get it done over and over and over again. Those are just details. But just keep these three things in mind that I told you at the top. Performance, consistency, income. If you are interested in any one of those three things or two of them or all three, go to workonyourgame.live. Again, workonyourgame.live. Get your ticket to the event. I am hosting I will be teaching the entire two days. We'll give you food and snacks and coffee and donuts and all that. We have VIP dinners both nights that are optional if you would like to join. And I mean, it's Miami. Who doesn't want to be in Miami in the middle of February when it's the coldest part of the year everywhere else in the United States? Get your ticket by going to workonyourgame.live. Then text me. Let me know that you're coming. And we're going to know who everybody is, who needs to meet who. I'm going to make sure everybody gets exactly what you need out of that. You will not leave that room unless you have a full game plan moving forward of action to take your business where it needs to go. Work on your game dot live. Wherever you're listening to the show, please subscribe to the show so that you are getting notified about every new episode that comes out and leave a rating of the show so that other people can know about it. We can move up the algorithm so other people can work on their game the same way you're working on your game. Now let's get to it. I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894, 305-384-6894, straight to your phone, free, everyday, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. Just to get somebody's attention, forget about their money, just to get their attention is disproportionate compared to how many people I had to fight through and beat to become a pro athlete. Great all exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. What can you get? Dreolday.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. You are now tuned in to the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative. What is that? That is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. Then we put all this together. 
into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one unifying philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is we're going to do a comparison. I'm going to compare what it is like being an entrepreneur versus what it's like being a professional athlete and talk about what the comparisons and the contrast, compare and contrast these two, what is similar about them, what's different about them, and what are the parallels between the two? What are some of the things that you need in both? And I'll explain where this came from in a second. But before I do that, let me tell you about it. I have a daily motivation text I send out for free. Every single morning to everyone who's in my text community, if you would like to receive that message, I send it out to everyone who's in my, I just said this, everyone in my text community, you want to receive that message guaranteed to keep you focused, sharp, and on point, send me a message at the following number, 305-384-6894. And every day when I send out that daily motivation, just because you're in my text community, you'll be receiving that message. Second thing, if you have not yet claimed your free copy of my book called The Third Day, The Decision That Separates the Pros from the Amateurs, I don't care if you're a business person or an entrepreneur, the pros from the amateurs, it applies to both. Go get your free copy of the book. I will send you a physical copy to your doorstep. Yes, to your doorstep. All you got to do is go to thirddaybook.com. Just go to that website, thirddaybook.com, and just tell me where to send the book. I'll send it to your house and or your P.O. box or your business or wherever you're at. And the third thing is if you have not yet logged in to my free training, five things that the top level professionals are doing that most everybody else is not doing. I will share you exactly what those things are and what adjustments you can make so you can get on the page with the people who are playing the game at the highest level. Again, it doesn't matter even specifically what you do for a living, as long as you're serious about making money. Now, if you're not serious about making money, don't go to, but if you are, go to workonyourgame.net. Training's free. I'm just going to ask you for 45 minutes of your time. So set that time aside. I guarantee it'll be worth your time to get that. I mean, if you listen to this show, you listen to that. So all those links, by the way, everything that I just mentioned to you is all down below in the show notes or description, wherever you are consuming this. So if you miss one of them, just scroll down in the description or show notes and you'll see all of that stuff. Now, let's get into this topic. Now, this is something that I was actually thinking about, just the comparison between my life and experience as a pro athlete versus my life and experience as an entrepreneur. I've had enough experience in both to really I got to thinking about which one is more fun, which one is harder. What could you maybe not understand about one from the other side of the fence until you actually lived it? Because both of those things I had to kind of find out along the way. Now, I know most of you, I know a good number of you are entrepreneurs. I know there are a lot of entrepreneurs in my audience, and I'm one who has even said on this very show here that at some point, everybody who is listening to this, you will be an entrepreneur. Now, even if you don't want to be an entrepreneur, at some point, you will be an entrepreneur simply because I think the business world is going to move in this direction to where people are only getting paid based on what you are able to produce in your performance set. If you are right now working at a job where you get paid just for showing up, you get paid for your time. I mean, not say that you don't do any work, but you get paid because you show up regardless of what you produce or don't produce. I think that's going away. And I think it may happen in our lifetimes that you will only get paid for what you produce. So I've talked about entrepreneurship in too many episodes of this show for me to list all of them, but I will list a few. Episode number 1933, I talked about the real job of an entrepreneur. Episode number 2224, I told you why, if you're an entrepreneur, your stuff is not working. I helped diagnose why that's happening. Episode 2256, key asset, if you want to be an entrepreneur, is you need some balls. Yes, B-A-L-L-S, balls. Episode number 2267, I gave you three reasons why you should not voluntarily become an entrepreneur. But here I am right here telling you that even if you don't choose to be one, you may be forced to become an entrepreneur, even if you don't want to be. Episode 217 also told you why you might not want to get into it. 
So I've talked about that a few times. Episode 1100. Those of you who are entrepreneurs and you know it's time that you start taking some work off of your hands. I did an episode called Delegation 101 for Entrepreneurs. If you have not listened to that, go listen to that. It's episode 1100. One of my favorite episodes of the show, episode 1100. Episode number 1209 is where I explained soon everyone will be an entrepreneur. That's the one that I just referenced and I told you I've been talking about. But I've talked about entrepreneurship in so many episodes of the show that I can't list them all. There's too many. But let me tell you where you can get access to every episode that I've ever put out is at workonyourgamepodcast.com, workonyourgamepodcast.com. Let me give you a couple more. Episode 1248, a message for the struggling entrepreneur. So if you're an entrepreneur right now and it's not working for you and you're really frustrated and really anxious and just in the feels about how things are not going right, listen to that episode. I made an episode specifically for you and it will help you get that pick-me-up that you absolutely need when you're in an entrepreneurial world. Same thing you need in the athlete world. So there's a parallel for you right there. Let me see what else I got here that I think you should listen to. In episode 1722 through 27, I did a five, six part series where I answered a bunch of questions from a high school entrepreneurship class. So they asked some good questions. And sometimes kids ask better questions than adults because kids' minds are not as clouded with nonsense that comes with living years of life. Or at least they don't have as much of it as us adults have. So they asked me some good questions and I answered every single question. I was actually on a Zoom call as a guest, made a guest appearance at a high school class. I believe the school was in Indiana or Illinois. I can't remember which one. But there were a bunch of questions that I didn't get a chance to get to on the Zoom call. And then I did a six-part series answering all the questions on this very platform right here. So that's where that came from, in case any of you want to know why I did that. So that was that six-part series. Again, that's 1722 through 1727. What else do I want to give you? Episode 1919, four key attributes for entrepreneurs. All right, that's enough. Let's get into the topic. I already told you where this came from. Actually, I don't even really need to give that much more of a background, just in case any of you are not familiar with me. My background is in sports. I came from a Division three college, and I went and played nine years of professional basketball internationally in different countries. I played a little bit in the United States, but not NBA on some traveling teams here in the States, and then a bunch of teams in different countries around the world, mostly in Europe, some in Central America. And yeah, that was my professional sport career. And at the same time that I was doing that, there was a bit of an overlap. I started creating and selling products on the internet, and that's how I became an entrepreneur. And I've been an entrepreneur full-time since 2015. That's when I stopped playing basketball. But I've technically been an entrepreneur since like 2009. So I was doing entrepreneurial selling, creating and selling products online, even while my basketball career was going at the same time. So there was about a five-year overlap where I was doing both. But I've been doing this exclusively since 2015. I've had enough experience in doing the basketball thing and the entrepreneurial thing to talk about it now from this perspective. And this is not a fully conclusive list, what I'm going to share here today, but it's a good amount. And then also, on top of the fact that I've been doing these, there's another thing that adds credibility to the fact that I'm going to talk about this is that as an athlete and as an entrepreneur, one of the things that I've done is what you see me doing here, which is create material to share with other people who are on the same journey about what I've learned and what I've experienced and what you should know that maybe you don't know and maybe some things that can help you. I mean, my whole business right now is based around helping people like you get to the next level of what you're doing, get through the problems that you're dealing with right now. The foundation of my stuff is on four specific things, mindset, strategy, systems, and execution. One, two, three, four, mindset, strategy, systems, and execution. Also, accountability kind of goes underneath that systems and the strategies. I mention accountability often because a lot of people you know, mention that when they come to me. I want 
somebody to coach me because I need to be held accountable. That's part of the system. So those four things, mindset, strategy, system, and execution, if you feel like you could be better at any of those things, you're right. Look, I could be better at any of those things as well. We all can get better at those things because the better we get at those, the better our business does, no matter what your business is, whether you put a ball in a basket or you sell products to other people, we can all be better at those things. So if all of that kind of whets your palate for what I'm going to talk about here today, I hope it does. Let's get into it. Point number one. Topic once again is entrepreneur versus professional athlete. Simply a comparison. Number one. First question is, which one is more fun and why? Well, the answer to this question is actually very easy. Athlete. This one is very easy. Now, again, let me be clear. Just because I pick one doesn't mean the other one is at a zero. All right? I'm not saying that it's not fun to be an entrepreneur. I do have fun in what I do on my business. It's fun for me to record this show. This is definitely part of my business to do this show. This show is my best platform. So if I had to stop using every platform that allows me to broadcast to the world and I can only pick one, I would keep this show, the audio version, the audio version of the work on your game podcast slash masterclass. If I had to pick one platform, I would only do this. That means I would get rid of YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, everything else. I would just keep this if I had to pick one. Luckily, I don't have to pick one, but if I had to, I would pick this because I have a lot of fun doing this. So I'm not saying that being a business person slash entrepreneur is not fun, but if I had to compare it to being an athlete, uh, being an athlete is much more fun than being an entrepreneur. Now, let me tell you why. First of all, it's much less work. <laughs> it's much less time required to be an athlete than it is to be an entrepreneur. As an athlete, and I've said this before, I will say it again, a long day in the job of a professional athlete is about four hours of work. That's a long day. What's a long day for you, entrepreneur who's listening to this? How long is a long day for you? Hey, listen, I know I talk to entrepreneurs every day. I have entrepreneurs in my coaching programs. I talk to entrepreneurs who are interested in getting in my programs. I exchange text messages with entrepreneurs who are having challenges and I ask them about them in exchange and I talk to them about them. I know. Listen, I'm an entrepreneur now. I know what a long day looks like. A long day for an entrepreneur, if we had the energy, could be 24 hours. Am I right or am I wrong? I was talking to some entrepreneurs yesterday. They run a food business. They have food that they sell. And I said, how many hours a day do you two work? And they both just started laughing because there was really no answer. They're like 12 hours a day, as much as we possibly can. It must be possibly can. And they have kids. So they you know, pull themselves away from the work you know, at times when they have to. But they spend all day working. And I know a whole lot of entrepreneurs who are doing this. You don't even count how many hours you're working a week. Somebody tells you they're working 40, 50, 60 hours a week. You chuckle at that. Like, that's nothing. So as an athlete, there are no 60-hour weeks as an athlete. It's physically impossible to work 60 hours a week as an athlete. And I don't care what stories you heard about any athlete. You can't do it. All right. So as an athlete, there's much less time required. At the same time, when you're doing your job, there's a lot more fanfare that comes with it. All you entrepreneurs, how much fanfare do you get? for your work. By fanfare, I mean you getting attention and admiration for what you do. Now, if you're running a whole bunch of ads and you become famous at what you do, then maybe every time you go outside, people stop you in the street and they know you want to take pictures with you. Maybe that's fun. But even if you're that person, even if you're that guy or girl, you understand the work that puts you in a position to be that guy or girl, there ain't no fanfare. All right. Ain't no fans. Ain't no cheering. There is no round of applause. There's no trophy at the end of the day. And there's a lot of damn work. We all understand this. And but as an athlete, though, everything you do, there's fanfare. Damn near. I mean, you have practice and you have training and all that stuff. But nowadays, we can just put that on the internet and we can get fanfare just by showing people our workouts, or just by working out the practice that goes into your job. You can get fanfare from. There is no business version of that. There's no Instagramming you typing on a computer. I mean, you could, but how many views is that going to get? How much engagement would that get? Not much. But if you're an athlete and you're working out, you put that up on your YouTube or your Instagram, you could go viral just off the workout. 
right? There's much more fanfare that comes to being an athlete. That's the point. And you have a job that very few people ever get to have. So even if you're mediocre at the professional athlete level compared to other professional athletes, you are still above 99.9% of the general population. Whereas in the business world, again, that element does not exist. As an athlete, you get to travel usually on the dime of the teams that you play for. You don't even have to pay for it most of the time, depending on what sport you play. Now, if you play something like tennis or golf, a lot of people don't notice. They pay for their own travel, hotel, food. They pay for all their own stuff. A lot of people don't know that. So professional tennis players and golfers spend their own money to get hotels, flights, food, all of that stuff. So if they're not winning tournaments, then it's hard for them to sustain and make money. So that's the challenge in that. But in a team sport like football, baseball, basketball, the team pays for all that stuff. You don't pay for any of your travel. So you get to see the whole country. Maybe you get to see the world. They pay for the food. You're staying in first class accommodations for your travel, uh, the best possible hotels everywhere you go, the best food, all of that stuff. And you're not paying for any of it. And you get a salary for doing it. Many people would take just that without the salary as a living if you could do that. So this is another perk of being an athlete that makes it more fun. And let's break it down to the simplest common denominator. You play a game for a living. When you're a professional athlete, you play a game for a living. I mean, your kids play football and basketball and baseball for fun, for leisure when they don't have anything else to do. Or they do that as their fun thing because they don't have a job. They don't have adult responsibilities. Imagine being an adult and you just get to play a game and you get paid money for it, a full-time income for doing that. Isn't that fun? Yeah, I think all of us would agree that that's fun. You get to do something that most people only get to do when they get off of work. All right. I used to go to the gym when, let me see, I'm trying to give myself a year here. So maybe 2005, 2006, I would go to the gym LA Fitness in Philadelphia. And I would wait until like five, six o'clock because that's when the best pickup games would happen because around five, six o'clock, that's when the gym would get packed at LA Fitness because everybody got off of work and they would come to the gym to play basketball. And this is my point. Everybody goes to the gym and plays after they get off of work, after they get off doing the serious thing. But when you're a pro athlete, going to the gym and playing is your work. So there is no comparison in terms of which one is more fun in general between being an entrepreneur and being an athlete. Again, not to say that being an entrepreneur is not fun, doesn't have its fun parts, but there is no comparison at the same time. You're literally playing a game for a living. And when you play sports for a living, the rewards also are disproportionate to the general effort that is required. I mean, how many of you would love to make the same amount of money? Any of you who works full-time right now, everybody who works full-time, here's my question. Would you enjoy making the same amount of money you make right now, but you only had to work four hours a day? Like four hours is the max. You are not allowed to work more than four hours a day, but you make the exact same amount of money. Would that be fun for you? Okay, that's what it's like being an athlete. Four hours, that's the long days. Not every day is four hours. All right, some days is two hours, some days one hour, some days is no hours. All right, again, doesn't mean it's all easy or a cakewalk to be an athlete. We'll get into that, but it is a great job if you can get it. Moving on to point number two. Today's topic, once again, is entrepreneur versus professional athlete. We are just comparing and contrasting what it is like between these two jobs. Number two, which job is harder and why? Well, I kind of already let that cat out of the bag, but let me answer the question anyway. I would say business is generally harder simply because of several things. First of all, there's much more competition in business than there is as an athlete. There's a competition to become a pro athlete, but you're only competing against a certain slither of the population. When I was trying to become a pro athlete, I wasn't competing against everybody who had ever picked up basketball. I was competing against people who fit the pedigree to even think they could play pro basketball, which is, again, about 1% of the population. We could even say 5% of the population. We could say 5% of people who play basketball even were trying to play pro basketball. I wasn't competing against all of them. Just the percentage who even had the pedigree 
to even try to make it happen. Those are the people I was competing against. So these are people who are usually, well, first of all, it was all men. So cut half the population out right there. Then they probably had to be about six feet or taller. So you cut out everybody who's under six feet. The average man is not even six feet tall. So another segment of the population that's cut out. They had to have dipped into a certain part of the genetic pool to have the genes to even do athletically what we do as professional athletes. Because the human body is not generally made to do what athletes do. So cut out even more people. Then the people who had the mindset to even try to do this, cut out even more people. Then they had to be in a certain age bracket to even try this, usually under the age of 30 and over the age of probably 18. So do you notice when we do all of that, how small a piece of the population I was competing against? Still a lot of people, but it's very small in the big picture of 8 billion people on the planet. You're not competing against everybody when you're trying to be a pro athlete. When you're in business, you're competing against the entire world. You're competing against everybody. Why? Because first of all, anybody can start a business. And in the world that we're in now, literally anybody can start a business. You don't even have to have startup capital. You only have to get off your couch. You can start a business. Secondly, when you run a business, in order for you to generate business, i.e. revenue and make sales, you have to get people's attention. Well, let me ask you a question. How many other people or things on the planet are competing for someone's attention? Everything and everybody. And I can have 10 things going competing for people's attention. So every one person can have 10 things going. And you even have software and programs and things that aren't even humans trying to compete for somebody's attention. So for you to make a sale, you got to get the attention of a human. And humans can only pay attention to one thing at a time. But you have all of these other things competing for attention. So you can understand how the amount of competition that you had to fight through just to get somebody's attention, forget about their money, just to get their attention is disproportionate compared to how many people I had to fight through and beat to become a pro athlete. Is much more competition to do business. So the terrain also. The terrain can shift underneath your feet in the business world very quickly. In the sports world, the terrain doesn't shift under your feet that much. In the sports world, the situation is generally steady. You pretty much know what it is. It hasn't changed the whole time I've been alive. If I wanted to be a pro athlete, what's the terrain? Okay, you got to be good at playing the sport. You got to compete against other athletes. Then you have the games and there's a scoreboard and whoever has the most points wins at the end of the day. I mean, sports generally hasn't changed that much. All right, in the time that I've been alive, I'm 40 years old, hasn't changed that much. Despite all the time that has gone by, how much has business changed since 1982 to now? Those of you who have been alive long enough, how much has business changed in the time you have been alive? You're 25 years old. How much has business changed? It's changed a ton. It shifts under our feet a lot and it shifts very quickly. Sports world doesn't really change that much. It's pretty much the same as it has always been. The sports, you know what the job is. You know who all the competitors are because you know who all the teams in the league that you play in. And you know exactly what's expected of you because the scoreboard is objective. All right. It's not subjective, not based on people. People change. Can we agree? (laughs) Can we agree that people have changed in this year than they were five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago? They changed a lot. The expectations have changed. The things people, the standards people have have changed. But in sports, the scoreboard ain't changed. The scoreboard still tells you who has the most points and the game is still decided by the scoreboard. That has not changed in all the time we have known sports to be a thing. But in business, oh, the changes are happening all the time. 10 years from now, business is going to be completely different than what it is right now. So the ground is always shifting and you got to stay on your toes to keep moving with the shifting ground. So you always have to make adjustments because you could be doing great with the way business is right now. But when business terrain shifts under your feet, now you got to change your whole thing to make it work. In sports, you don't have to do that. You don't have that problem in the sports world. But in business, you have that. We only call it a problem. You have that challenge. Now, the thing about the sports world, it is very difficult to get in the game. Because only less than 1% of people who ever even play a sport for fun get to do it as a job, even get to think about doing it as a job. So just getting in the room as an athlete is the hardest part about it. Just getting in the room and giving yourself a chance. But once you're in, 
Yes, there's a lot of hard work that comes with it because you have the competition of trying to keep your job and trying to excel at the job. So the hard part about sports is really getting in and staying in amongst the competition. In business, on the other hand, anybody can get in at any time. Again, you have many more competitors in business than you do have in sports. The barriers to entry in business are pretty much non-existent. Basketball has high levels, or every sport, professional sport, has very high barriers to entry. Business has damn near zero barriers to entry. And then they're getting smaller and smaller, even the places where there are barriers to entry. But the ability to excel once you do get in, that's where the challenges come in, in the business world. The challenges can come over and over and over again. Even after you're established, there are more challenges, more challenges, more challenges. I already told you about the work day is that many of us entrepreneurs you know we could literally work 24 hours, seven days a week. If we had the energy and we didn't have other responsibilities, we could literally do that because that could be the demand of the work. We stop working, not because the work is done for the day, because simply we need to stop working. We got to go to the bathroom. We got to eat dinner. We got kids. We got to do other things. That's the only reason we stop working. Many of us entrepreneurs. So again, as an athlete, you don't have those days. It's physically impossible. So which job is more challenging? Which job is more difficult? Absolutely. Being an entrepreneur, you will work. Any of you who's an athlete right now or thinking about becoming one, you will work 10 times harder as an entrepreneur than you ever will as an athlete just by science. All right. I worked with a trainer once, my guy Scott Savor over in Wesley Chapel outside of Tampa Bay or in Tampa Bay. And he told me that they had done scientific studies because he was really into the science of sports and things like that. He trained a lot of NBA players when I met him. He said they did studies and found that if an athlete is going at you no know, full speed, like quote unquote game speed, like we say in sports and a sport like basketball, that the most that they can train is really about 45 minutes. Uh, you can go at your max effort level for about 45 minutes before you don't have anything left. So when we have you no know, two-hour practices, again, you're not going at your max capacity the entire two hours. Like, it's not physically possible. And if you do that, you're done for the day. That's your whole day. That's your whole workout right there. Even if you do two of those in a day, that's two hours. You do two of them at a little bit less than full capacity, then you're at four hours. That's your whole day. So again, I'm not trying to sell you on I'm trying to become professional athletes. That ship has probably sailed for many of you, and some of you are not even considering doing it. But I just want you to understand the differences. Moving on to point number three. We are talking here today, entrepreneur versus athlete. What are the comparisons? What are the similarities? Now, here's the third question. What are the parallels between these two? There are a ton of parallels between being an athlete and being an entrepreneur is one of the reasons why you know, my platform is my platform, because a lot of what the work on your game philosophy is built on is what I learned as an athlete and how it applies to the business world, how it applies to everyday life. Understand, first of all, there's competition in both. All right, there is fierce competition in both of these. The only difference is in sports, you can pretty much see all your competitors. You can count them and notice each person who the competitor is. You can see them. In the business world, you often have competitors who you're not even aware that they exist, but they are scheming on your position and trying to beat you. In both games, you have to perform. All right, basketball, football, baseball, hockey, golf, they are performance-based businesses. All right, the winners are the people who have the best performance, and your performance is not based on anybody's subjective opinion. Well, it is in some sports like figure skating, gymnastics, and maybe boxing if you go to the scorecards because you have people who get to judge. But in the sports that have scoreboards, your performance is based on the scoreboard. It's not based on anybody's subjective opinion. And I prefer a scoreboard to a subjective opinion, but I'm in the business world, so I had to deal with subjective opinions as well. But in both worlds, you have to perform. In the business world, you got to perform. Your products or services have to perform for the people to whom you sell them, and they have to get results. If they don't get results, they won't come back to you, and they'll leave you bad reviews, and that'll destroy your entire business. So there's the performance aspect that exists in both areas. In both areas, there are both as an entrepreneur as as an athlete, there are days and there will be days if you haven't had them yet when you will wonder if you're going to make it 
if you want to continue trying to make it and or why you even got started in the first place. Now, there's an entrepreneur listening to me talk right now and you are asking yourself these questions. Am I going to make it? If do I want to keep trying to make it? And why not even get started? Why not even try to do this? Should I just go back to where I was before this? All right, this is going to happen. I want you to understand this is part of the game. So if you're an entrepreneur or an athlete who's having that challenge right now, get your copy of my book, The Third Day, that I told you about at the beginning of this episode is at thirddaybook.com. The link is down below in the description. That book will help you fight through those days because you're going to have these thoughts. It's not a question of whether you'll have them or not. It's a question of what you do when you have them. All right, they're going to happen. And if you've had it before, it's going to happen again. Why? Because this is just the nature of the beast, nature of the game. In both areas, you just got to be mentally on point in all areas. Same things we talk about when I open this show every day. You must be disciplined because you got to show up every day and work, even when you don't feel like it. You got to be confident because you're going to be putting yourself and your work out there. And people are judging you based on not what you do, but how you do it. More than what you do, they're judging how you do it. That's your confidence. You have to be mentally tough because, as I just said, you're going to have those days when you're wondering, why am I even doing this? Am I even going to make it? Is it even worth it to keep trying? You got to be mentally tough enough to answer that question in the affirmative and keep trying even when you don't feel like continuing to try, because that's the only way you're going to get to where you want to get to. And you got to have the initiative to actually move yourself to action, even when you don't feel like moving yourself to action. So that mental toughness and that discipline to succeed over an extended period of time, remembering that is a long race. All right, when you're playing the game, it's a long race. As an athlete, hopefully you have a long career, so it becomes a long race. And as a business person, Hopefully you have a long career. Your business stays around for a long time so that you can play the long race. And with both, there are easier alternatives. Uh, there are easier alternatives than trying to make it as a pro athlete or trying to get a business off the ground. I mean, you could just get yourself some traditional employment that is generally easier. I'm not saying it's always easy, but it's easier than trying to start a business and create traction or become a pro athlete. So you have alternatives to doing this. So it takes a certain type of mindset. You got to be a certain type of crazy to even want to do these things which I know if you are an entrepreneur or a professional athlete or on your way to becoming either one. It's generally much less pressure or responsibility if you take the more traditional route. So those are the parallels between the two. So with all that said, let's recap today's class, which is entrepreneur versus pro athlete, a comparison. I was just thinking about this myself. Between these two, what are the things that if I knew then what I know now, what would I tell myself and would I still do it? Well, the answer is yes, I would still do it. But here are the things that I know. Point number one, What's more fun? Absolutely. Being an athlete is much less time required. There's fanfare that comes with it. You get paid to literally play a game. You get to travel. You get the best accommodations, at least the best that can be available for you. And again, you're literally playing a game for a living. Who wouldn't want to do that as a job? Number two, which one is harder? Absolutely. Being an entrepreneur. There's much more hours. There's much more competition. You're competing against everything and everyone, first of all, for attention, let alone dollars. You have many more people who can get into your space as a competitor as opposed to being an athlete. You're only competing against a very small percentage of the population who have certain genetics and skills to do something. As a business person, anybody can get in and you can literally start a business from your phone with no money these days. So you're competing against the entire world when you're an entrepreneur and the ground can shift under your feet much more quickly and much more easily than it does for an athlete, whereas in the sports world, things are pretty much the same as they've always been. Number three, parallels is that there's always competition in both. You got to perform in both. You could be out of the game relatively quickly if you don't make adjustments. There will be days when you don't feel like doing the work, days when you are questioning why you are doing this work. You got to have a high level of mental toughness, discipline, and confidence to stay in the game. Over time, it is a long race if you play the game right, and there are easier alternatives to both 
generally there's much less pressure and responsibility to take that easier alternative. So you have to be a certain amount of crazy to even try to do either one of these. But knowing that you are one of those people, that's why I do this show. That's why I had this episode. So all that said, text me, get my daily motivation straight to your phone every day. My number is 305-384-6894 and get my free training at workonyourgame.net. 45 minutes, set aside 45 minutes. I'm going to tell you top five things that people who perform in the top 1% are doing that most other people are not doing. Tell you what they are in that training set, workonyourgame.net. And if you didn't yet get your ticket to my next live event called Work On Your Game Live, taking place February 3rd and 4th down here in beautiful Miami, get your ticket. It's at workonyourgame.live, workonyourgame.live. Work on your game. Dre all day. I have a text message line now where every single day from my number, I am sending out a text to everyone in my community with a daily motivation message to keep you sharp, focused, and on point to get started and be energized for your day. If you want to receive my daily motivation text, just send a quick text right now to say hello to this number, 305-384-6894. Again, 305-384-6894. Get my daily motivation text straight to your phone free of charge, 305-384-6894. 